Running a business isn't all glamour and success stories. You're about to hear from a real founder in the trenches. I'm here to help them find clarity, have a space to get their ideas out in the open, and figure out how they're going to move forward. Welcome to the Talk to Stefan podcast. Today, I'm joined by Conor McManus, who is the head coach of Collective Fitness. Welcome to the Founder Hot Seat. Hello, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. It's good to have you here. So can you give us a quick overview of what it is that Collective Fitness does? Sure. So easy way to explain this is we are a fitness app. We help people exercise, have a program to follow. And ultimately, we want to help people enjoy exercise. That's the main thing for us. There's more to us than that. I've never really enjoyed other fitness apps too much, which is what we found out in a lot of our product testing and whatnot. So I like to say that we're a little bit more than that. But ultimately, we're an online business that helps people exercise, get in shape and just improve their overall health and fitness. And what sort of stage is the company at? Are you at the point where you've got sort of real users using it on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, exactly. So we are probably, we're like, that's probably just where we are at now. So obviously, you know, we, we had COVID last year. It was a bit of a nightmare. We were meant to launch last April. But obviously, the world just decided otherwise. So we spent the majority of, of last year just kind of user testing and getting feedback and using that time to kind of cross a few T's and dot a few I's. And then we launched at the start of this year in January. We were still in a lockdown period, but we we made it work and we changed our product just so that we could launch because ultimately we needed to kind of get the ball rolling. And then we've got a very small user base, which is that we have revenue coming in, but ultimately they are half customers, half feedback testers, user testers. So we are getting a lot of feedback from them, which is really good. So we have got a user base, but we are also using this time. We don't really want to massively grow right now. We're using this time to kind of iterate and make what we offer perfect, ideally. Okay, excellent. And tell me more about the challenge that you're facing at the moment. Long story short, we've had a challenging year with terms obviously like i just mentioned covid battered us a lot so financially we took a bit of a hit having to kind of survive and operate even at a small level financially something that we just didn't budget for as a startup and on top of that we had some challenges with our developer partners and our technology partners which is meant to transition away from them guys which is ultimately both those two things combined has cost us a lot of money that we didn't anticipate now we're only a small business and we we're not we're not backed by any big vc or anything like that we're completely bootstrapped it's completely all my own money so now we we weren't in a position where we're under capitalized but now you know we don't have as much capital at this point as we initially thought we would so anything as i'm sure you know and anyone listening to this knows anything direct to consumer needs a lot and lots of money and I have the feeling now that we do not have the appropriate amount of money to make a real dent and kind of grow the business. So I'm in this kind of challenging position now where what is the lowest hanging fruit and what should I do right now? Obviously, I want to continue to iterate on the product and to continue to find product market fit and, and to add features and, and amend things as we go along and we need to. But we're also in a position where if we carry on for like we are for a long, long period of time, we're not going to have the funds to carry on. So I need to continue to iterate, but I also need to bring in some revenue in some capacity. So it's it's that case of now, where do I focus my efforts ultimately? What is my lowest hanging fruit? Do I try and gain customers? Do I try and continue on my, my marketing plan that I'm following and, and our strategy? 
do I now try and look at other avenues of bringing in revenue, so on and so forth. So that's kind of where I am. And that's the challenge that I'm facing right now. Okay, excellent. With that, you mentioned there about having the sort of appropriate amount of money to make a significant dent. I'm just trying to understand, is that something that's a sort of just working through it in your head and a sort of feeling? Or is that something where you've listed off what you need to do and you've kind of got amounts for and you're realizing that the amount that's going to cost is a lot? Yeah, option option A, it's a feeling. But the reality is I know I, I know how much money the updates and features that we're adding in over the next 12 months are going to cost. And I know how much money that leaves us with. And I know that how much money it does leave us with doesn't really like rely into an effective marketing ad spend so what i ultimately what i'm kind of saying by that is in my head mentally i'm prioritizing the product over the marketing spend because i know what i'm going to have to spend over the next 12 months to bring in those features okay got it so you're saying that product costs you've been able to roughly work out what you want from the product what that's going to cost you over that period of time and you know how much that is and you know what that leaves them for marketing getting users exactly Okay. And this point about making a significant dent, I think this will help me understand what you're looking to achieve here. What is that significant dent for you? Is it the number of users that you've got? Is it sort of the impact you're having on the world? What What is that? Yeah, well, ultimately, obviously, we, we want to make an impact on the world. You know, our, our, our why is that we want to help people just elevate their existence using exercise is kind of like the key ingredient to that. That's a big belief of ours. We're not, we don't come from this bodyboarding culture or anything like that. We mental health, mental wellness, and a person's lifestyle, existence, that's all that, that's, that's what we want to do. And that is our why, and that's what we want to, that's where we want to have the impact. Naturally, though, we need revenue, and we need members to make that happen. So our first milestone is 1,000 members. That is, when I say significant dent, I mean get us to that milestone. So I know what that equals in, in monthly recurring revenue, and I know what sort of position that would put us in. And ultimately, you know, you need KPIs, and that's, that's our first milestone where we can kind of sit back and go this has been a bit of a journey and 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 evaluate what the next what like 1000 to to 10000 looks like okay and with that 1000 have you assigned a sort of time frame to that or is it sort of there as more of just a milestone the honest answer and probably the, the you know the not the not the not the right answer is that we did have a time stone applied to that, but that was like a pre-COVID time to a time scale. Time scales have kind of gone out the window now, and maybe there's a practice and a, a process I should probably go through again, where we sit down and, and stick something to it. But like I just mentioned, I'm now not in that position where I've got all that capital that I can kind of go, okay, if I put this into this, it equals this amount of members per month, and if I get that amount of members per month, by this time, I'm going to be at 1,000 members. Can't really go through that process right now. So ultimately... No, there isn't. There isn't a thousand members. We would have wanted to be at a thousand members by the end of this year, but I, I know that that's that's unfeasible right now. Okay, that makes sense. And I think that's that's the thing with timescales, right? That they don't always take into account the the unpredictable and the uncertain nature of of what we do. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you, you absorb so much content nowadays, especially as you know, an early person trying to start a business all you want to do is absorb 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 and try and find what's going to work for you and there's very much two sides to that there's, there's the very analytical side of content that you you kind of soak up where it's like you need kpis you need time scales you need to reverse engineer your goals so on and so forth and there's the other side of people just say like no, no no like you just need the dedication to keep sticking at it keep trying things keep iterating keep failing and fail forwards and etc cetera, etc cetera. and i probably have a tendency to lean towards that the second 
type of person where I would fail forwards a lot. You know, I've never been that really objectively analytical person who's like, okay, I need to do this by this date and so on and so forth. But maybe that's where I'm going from. Let's, yeah, let's explore that. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. So where you're at at the moment versus where you're going, the number of members that you've got at the moment, are we talking in, just to give me a sort of perspective, are we talking in the tens, hundreds? What are we sort of? So we're at like ballpark, just say a hundred. Yeah, need to get from a hundred to a thousand. Okay, so there's there are a reasonable number of people there. It's not like you're starting from zero. So you're at this one hundred. Where where are your thoughts at in terms of how you get to that one thousand? Um, two things. So I've always been a very big proponent of building marketing into your product. I like it. I've always been someone who does that. You know, I invite friends. So for example. I've just started using HelloFresh. And if you know what that is, it's like a, they send you meals and recipes and stuff. And it's really cool. And like for someone who's horrific at cooking like me, it's great. And what I notice is the big, big button inside their software and their app that says, invite a friend, they get 20 quid off and you get 20 pounds off. And I've now, I'm at about 150 pounds, 160 pounds discount or something absurd. Because I've been inviting everyone and that's exactly what they want. And I like that. So I've got a feature that I want to introduce into the product. And that's what I'm leaning towards doing. Like that's my lowest tank. That's my priority right now. But then I'm also getting feedback from members about what they want to improve currently within the app. And it's kind of weighing up, what do I do first? Do I appease my current members who, you know, got to give that to them that they're, you know, they're giving me the reins on their health and fitness on an imperfect solution right now or do i do this the thing that's going to prioritize growth or is there you know a third option that is a question mark okay maybe i'm thinking as that third option if it was rather than one or the other if that third option was a mix of the two is that viable is it not yeah it's definitely viable it is it's definitely viable if I'm being completely honest, one of the things that I'm leaning towards right now, and this is where like it gets, you know, you, you get inside your own head quite a lot. So one of the things I'm leaning towards right now is corporates and using the software that they've got to aid businesses in their employee wellness schemes. You know, you can imagine a business comes in, they, they've got they've got a massive business, two thousand employees, and then they give us X amount of money per annum to deliver their as part of their employee benefits, all of a sudden I've gone from 100 to 2,000 overnight. And, you know, that's a very, very low-hanging fruit. Obviously, the discounted rate and so on and so forth, but still, it's still amazing. But then, like, what, what where I was kind of hesitating in saying that for is then, you know, am I just jumping onto the next shiny thing and not sticking at something long enough for it to bear fruit? And that's something that I often struggle with. I'm like, okay, am I just trying to find the next new shiny thing? Or do I need to stick at this for just one more day and two more days and so on and so forth? Okay. So if you were sticking at it, what exactly would you be sticking at and what would you be doing? Continue trying to grow the member base and using the income from that to iterate on the product and just keep keep going through that cycle. The way we're trying to grow the member base at the moment is, you know, we call collective fitness. So we're trying to grow a community, doing that in Facebook groups. So we've got a Facebook group that we're just trying to grow as much as we can. And then that we hope that those, a percentage of our Facebook group will always filter down into the app and, and, and ultimately sign up for a subscription. Mm, okay. And, and what's the sort of difference there if you were to continue with that Facebook group and that community and building that, but also approach corporates? 
So we, we definitely could do both. We, we, you know, we 100% could do both. The Facebook group is time intensive. Um, it's been time intensive, time intensive for like a mild reward at the moment. It's not magnificent. I, you know, personally, I've never been that person who kind of, who just gels with social media and that, that well. Put me in front of someone, I'm great. Like I'm a coach, I can talk to someone all day. I've just never enjoyed social media. So, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not a natural marketer. There probably is that part of my brain that doesn't just enjoy it as much as other things. Whereas the idea of going to a business and sitting in front of a group of people and trying to sell the product, that does excite me a little bit more. So there is that kind of that element to it. But I agree with what you're saying. There's definitely no reason I can't do both. And we probably always will do both. But if if the cor- if a corporate element kicks off, I would dial down the amount of time I put into the Facebook group and, and et cetera. Okay. And what do you think would happen to the Facebook group if you did dial down that amount of time? Uh, I'm sure you imagine, like, I think, you know, any Facebook group, it just needs constant engagement. It needs constant, like a little plant that you need to nurture. The moment you step away from it, you know, it dries out and it it dies. It just, for for any form of community to have peer-to-peer engagement, I feel, could be wrong, it just needs that constant nurturing. So, you know, I, I imagine if I stepped away from it, it would explode and die (laughs) and just for context there um, maybe this is something you should have asked earlier on in terms of who's working on this is it yourself and the dev team that you've got your sort of outsourced dev team or is there anybody else involved yeah so we've got an outsourced dev team and then there's about four or five of us part of the core team you know none of us taking income from it fortunate enough to have a mother who was an ex-financial director at a company so She's looking after all the accounts. We don't have to worry about that, which is amazing. And then there's myself, another personal trainer, another physio who provides like a kind of a different, more holistic, rounded element to to our offering. And then we've got two other people: one who handles marketing, and one who handles just more operational stuff. But all of those people who are just listed have also full daytime jobs. So time is of a, of, of, of a kind of a premium. I am the one who dedicates the most time to it. So I do still end up doing a lot of marketing stuff, a lot of operational things, because as you can imagine, operating a full-time job and everything that comes with it, with it. and anyone who's been in the fitness industry knows that, that the hours are long anyway. So adding another thing on top of that is quite a challenge, but we're all giving it our best. So in short, I give like 90% of, of the effort to it and everyone else chips in where they can. Okay. And in terms of the amount of time that you can put into the business, are you working on this full time or are you doing this alongside another job as well? So I just, I continue to operate a few one-to-one personal training clients just to ultimately pay my bills, really. That's the short of it. That probably takes up about 14 hours, can be less, can be more per week. Okay. And then the remainder of that time you have on the business. Exactly. So it sounds like it's potentially how do you make best use of that remaining time? Because it is limited to some extent. Everyone's time is limited to some extent, but it's even more so as you've got those clients and what can you do with that time, whether it is going down the corporate route, whether it's nurturing the community online, whether it's new features and how you go from there. Yeah, exactly. I think so there's, there's those 14 hours and then there's probably another like eight, nine hours on top of that that I have to give to to tasks that need to be done for the business to continue to to move forward for example you know we we have to write workout programs and that's kind of like a challenging long tail job in itself so and i do that at the moment so 
there's probably like if you split everything into thirds you've got a third of my time goes to personal training third of my time is left to do things that, that need to be done for the business to move forward and not just vanish and a third of my time is left to kind of make the magic happen ultimately okay so we're really focusing on that final third of how you can grow this from your 100 to your 1000 users exactly exactly okay so looking at these options that you've got it seems you've got the invite a friend which is more of a feature-based idea you've got the um sort of corporate plan which is more of a sales-based idea and then you've got your community, which seems like it's sort of an ongoing nurturing and um, relationship building kind of marketing sales approach. Where are you sort of leaning at the moment? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's what you just explained there is, is exactly right. Those are my three kind of options. And like you've kind of alluded to a few times, there's no reason we can't do all of them simultaneously. I feel like for the other two, so if I was to focus on corporates, the pro to that is that it could be a lot of income at once, which is great. You know, it could bolster a revenue right up. And then that income can feed into the other two challenges of features and marketing slash growing our community, which could then push those things up and so on and so forth. So ultimately, the corporate could act as like a bit of a cash cow. Now, the challenge with going on that route is me personally, like I can sell, I can you put me in front of someone, I'm sure you've already gathered, I can talk, talk all day, but I've never had to do b2b cold outreach linkedin communications and email scraping and all that sort of stuff that comes along with high ticket b2b relationships and and customers okay so there's some sort of pros and cons for that if we were to look at the community side what, what do you see as the pros and cons to working on that pro i'd say it's a really long-term strategy it'll work well, it actually, it might not be like a real, you know, just just thinking out loud now, a really easy thing I could do there is find someone who's a pro in Facebook communities, bring them in and say, how do, how do I grow this quicker? You know, that's probably like something that I could do right away, like a real low hanging fruit. But like I just said, I think it's a bit of a more longer term strategy. I do enjoy it because like, you know, that's what we are. Like that's my place. That's my gym floor where I get to engage with people and talk and, and see feedback and et cetera, et cetera. We've been at that strategy now probably for like three or four months, five months, where we've been, that's like our primary focus in terms of marketing. Like all of our social media is geared towards filtering into the group and the group is geared towards providing value. And hopefully that filters down into the app. So that's, you know, that we haven't even been doing it that long for me to kind of moan about it too much. But like I just said, it is time intensive. And then the other solution of features is something we'll do anyway. It's just like, if I've got enough money right now, I can do all of it. I don't have to prioritize. People can just do it all at once to a certain degree, obviously. But if like, I have to prioritize financially what we spend our capital on in terms of features, then it could mean that I prioritize the wrong thing and that be detrimental in the short term or in the long term. For example, if I prioritized doing the like building the marketing into the product is like referral friend mechanism or whatever it is however exciting whichever way you want to frame it that could mean then that we have a lot of unhappy customers current customers and then they all leave and you know it increases churn because we haven't iterated on their feedback their specific feedback so there's challenges to as you can see there's pros and cons to all of them and just to compare time frames you said that the community is sort of a long-term thing with the corporate sales, how do you see that? Do you see that as a relatively quick thing to do, something that's longer term? What, what are your thoughts on timescales around that? 
I think regardless, it needs to be something that we we do. Depends at what stage of our journey we do it. Yeah, like it's just something we need to do. In terms of long term, short term, you know, I could I could walk down the street tomorrow, bump into someone, have a conversation who's head of HR at a big, you know, small medium enterprise. We have a great conversation, tell them what I'm about. We have a meeting on the Friday, and then an invoice is raised by next week, and then boom, everything. Every but that's like sheer luck. So you know, you only make you only get lucky if you make the luck happen to a certain degree. It's as cheesy as that is. So I need to find a way of putting myself. But then, but then I've even saying that out loud, like I've never really personally had to do that, and I've never spoke to anyone directly who has done that. So. I could be wrong in saying that, you know, decision makers in big businesses, once it's filtered through all the 500 different departments, it might be months or weeks before actually we have money in the bank and, and things are getting rolled out and onboarded. So I can, the optimist in me can say that, the pessimist in me might actually be like, actually, I'm thinking about it the wrong way. That's actually a really a long-term or a medium to the long-term solution, as opposed to something that can change the business right now. Okay. Were you originally thinking of that as a sort of quick, relatively quick process, not a quick fix, but sort of a quick process? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest and I say, yeah, the, the naive in me was was thinking that might be quite an easy, low hanging fruit. Okay, so that becomes, or it sounds like that's starting to become more of a medium to long term option. You've got your community side, which is also a long term option as well. As you see them start to sit like that, what what are you thinking? It depends, doesn't it? Like. I think anything's only long-term if you allow it to be long-term. So if we were to do the right thing in the right order and make the right decisions, then the outcome that we want could come sooner. Just like if someone was on a diet and they only followed their diet 60% of the time as opposed to 100% of the time, results will be slower, to use kind of like an analogy from my world. So it's actually, if there's a right way of going about it, corporate route could be quicker solution. But then if someone like new, new to it, who's never really had to kind of engage in that like myself, it could actually be a long-term solution. So I think the kind of the, the concept of long-term versus short-term, unless, sorry, let me, let me finish that. The concept of short-term versus long-term is kind of very subjective to the situation. But that said, you know, like, actually, someone's listening to this and they're thinking, well, actually, I've, I, like, I've engaged in a B2B relationship and I've made a sale and it's been turned around really quickly. It's, it's not a long-term solution. It's a short-term solution. It just depends on the skill set of the person. Interesting point about the right thing and the right way to do things. It seems like this is a really complex and sort of unpredictable, like you're saying, around with corporate sales that, you know, may go to so many departments so many people involved, so many moving parts to it. I wonder, is, do you think there really is a right and an exact certain way to do it? Well, I think it's just the nature of business, isn't it? You know, it's when, like, the reality, I heard someone talk about this in the podcast, another podcast of the day, and they were like, this person's now a billionaire, they've done all this stuff, and they're like really at the top of the ladder, and, and the, the ladder that they've been trying to climb up their whole life. And they were saying, like, Nobody really has a clue what's going on. Like everybody are just morons. Like and everybody, there's an element of luck, an element of persistence, and and that's all it really comes down to. So I feel like that's probably the right answer. Is that yeah, we're all just kind of trying to fight our way to the front, and a lot of it will be luck, a lot of it will be skill, and so on and so forth. So 
it could really depend on how I go about this. And I suppose the the right way to attack that is to get as much information as I can before I approach it to make sure I'm going about it the right way. And what sort of test or small experiment or something to get started? What could you do that would give you an idea? Well, I'm actually so on my list for after today is I've got one of our current members is a CEO of like a a business that's got about 600 to 700 employees. So I'm I'm going to get directly in touch with them and, and look at if they want to help us pilot this and we, we we won't charge them anywhere near as much as we would a similar business and and we ultimately just pilot the scheme so number one we can make sure we're doing things right and it actually works and we're not just kind of making this up in our head and number two it can use a bit of social proof for other businesses and they can see that this this business has done it so it means that it might be a success for us as well so that's kind of what i'm thinking of doing one thing i did earlier in the week is i thought hr have a big impact and influence on these decisions so we're after small to medium businesses, you know, anything over a thousand employees is, is probably already going to have an employee benefit scheme and, and wouldn't even consider us. So we're looking between at 10 employees up to, you know, 700, 800, 900 employees if we were really looking. Those companies, especially on the lower end, generally don't have HR teams because they don't need to at that level. So they outsource that. So I got in touch with an outsourced HR company that just handle HR for businesses as an outside team. And put it to her and saw what thought what she thought. And she thought it was a great idea. She wanted to kind of know a little bit more about it. And the one challenge of that meeting was she couldn't really kind of grasp exactly what we were offering is. So I really need to narrow in exactly how I articulate what our offer, what our offer is to a business. But that was a positive call. So that was a good sign for me. Apart from that one little thing that it was positive, it wasn't like, oh no, this is a silly idea. Especially as the fact we went into the corner, she thought I was an inquiring customer. There was a few miscommunications, so it could have gone south very quickly, and it didn't, which was good. Okay. So it sounds like you've already sort of kicked off this in different forms. You've got the HR conversation. It may be a single conversation, but it sounds like you've started that process of getting that conversation going. You've got your CEO who you want to speak to as a pilot scheme. So it sounds like that sales process has almost already started. Yeah, it, it has. There's no... You know, I say all those things, but there's no substance. There's nothing really strong in the pipeline. There's nothing that I can start to kind of think about that's going to bring me some money at this day. There's nothing like that yet. And we may not even like, let's say, for example, that it comes off of the CEO and they want to get involved and they might say, okay, cool. This is what we want. This is what we want to look like. And this is what we are, we expect. But then now we're in a position where we're like, we've got to fulfill all these things. And we've got the capital to fulfill all these things. So we could be pushing ourselves on a bit of a hole. but. Yes, we have, you know, mentally I have kicked it off. Then I fall back to that challenge, like I mentioned before, is am I just trying to find the new shiny thing or should I be just being a little bit more consistent at something that we're already doing? Let's um, look at if you were to remain consistent with what you are doing. Is that mainly the community side or is there anything else that you would be consistent with? Yeah, mainly the community side. Like I just spend all my time trying to make sure that our current members were the happiest they were. and then. As we get to kind of different income thresholds, use that money to invest it back into the product. You know, I'll, I'll let Strava is a great example of a fitness app that's done incredibly well. And I listened to a keynote of the CEO and the founder of that. And he literally said, he was like, we got 10 customers. We made them the happiest 10 customers ever. Then we got 15. We made them the, the 50 happiest customers ever than 100. And then they just kept doing that repeatedly. And eventually, 10 years later, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a mega, mega business. 
so there is that. But then, again, that's a very long-term strategy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not expecting too much in a short space of time. I'm sure, you know, there might be someone listening to this who's been in business for 10 years and, and they've, they've been around and they're thinking, you're just being impatient. Shut up and, and, and relax and just keep doing what you're doing. But there might be someone thinking, actually, now nah, you need to go into corporate. And I suppose it's based a lot on what people's experiences are, really. Yeah. And with that route of nurturing the community, you say we're six to 12 months away from now, so we're into, say, the new year of 2022. And you're looking back at that time that you spent over the six, past six to 12 months. What would make you think that you'd spend that time wisely? What would have had to have happened? Well, I suppose we get to a thousand members, you know, is, is kind of the simple answer to that. I suppose we all have expectations and I haven't, I reckon my expectations are always probably a little bit bigger than reality. So I've expected the group to grow a lot more than it has in the time that it has. So, you know, if to answer that question, I'd probably answer it a little bit uh, exaggerated. But, you know, it, to answer your question, I'd want it to have, I'd want the, the Facebook community to have grown to, in the region, to have 5,000 members and for the app to be at 1,000 members so that we're operating at like a 20% rate of the community is, is an active member. And how likely do you think that is? Based on sort of what's happened so far and kind of like gut instinct. Okay, so based on what's happened so far, unlikely. Hmm. If I was to kind of get someone out in who's an ex- expert at that and, you know, has done that before, it could potentially, you know, as with everything, it could potentially be done, definitely. But I feel like there's also that, 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 you know, we need to provide value in that group. And the way I provide value is by producing content in different forms. So that content will need to be produced to a certain standard for there to be enough value for the group to grow. And that begs the question is, do we have the capacity and the resources to produce that content to that value? I might be overthinking that. It might be as simple as just posting a meme in there every couple of hours or something like that. Or it might mean, you know, getting some really cool videos, educational videos and guests in and to, to be, do it instead. So, you know, I feel like it's doable, but it would need, it would probably, uh, the probably easy answer to that is it's doable. I probably need to get someone in who's a pro at that or an expert in that to kind of aid in that process. And do you feel that that's the kind of route that you would go now? Do you feel that you are ready and you're at that point of getting somebody in? I feel like, you know, there's there's something to be said for what I was speaking about a minute ago. We're just trying to make the product as best as it can be before we worry too much about growing because hypothetically, if it's, if it's decent, it will grow itself to a certain degree. I feel like if I'm leaning it towards anything at the moment, it's towards the corporate route because the corporate route could equal a lot of money quite quickly, which then we can reinvest into getting those features right, which is what I was just speaking about, getting the features right and making the product perfect, which in turn will aid in the growth of the community because the growth of the community will then lead into more customers, but those customers will be leading into a better product as opposed to me trying to do it the wrong way around. So I can kind of, you know, get feedback, learn, grow, iterate, learn, grow, iterate, and so on and so forth. And the corporate side of it can kind of act as the funding mechanism behind that. But the piece of the puzzle I'm missing out of is that, is can I adhere to the standard that a corporate would expect? Because if I can't, then that equation doesn't really work out, if that makes sense. How do you go about knowing what that standard is? Uh, Well, get out of there and have lots of conversations, I expect. 
Okay. So if we're sort of rounding up there in terms of looking at next steps then for you, is it a case of going out there and finding out what those standards are and seeing what that sort of sales process looks like? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it is. I think the next step is to go and have a few conversations rather than just expecting to get my first corporate client tomorrow. I feel like it's probably going to have a few conversations, see what they expect and see what the financials and what, you know, what a company like would expect and how much they'd be willing to spend on something. Because as you can imagine, I've done no real market research on this. All my research has been done around the direct-to-consumer side. So yes, I think that's probably the best thing to do. And like, you know, if you go to a business and say, look, we're thinking about doing this thing, we're going to give it to you for a tenth of the price. If you can help us in this process, let's do it. But the unknown in that situation is how quick or slow something like that would come bear fruit. And if I'm being naive and thinking it's going to be a short-term thing. It sounds like from what you've been saying, though, your only way is to do it and see. Yeah, fair enough. And so the more effort you put into it, the quicker it will bear fruits. Excellent. I think that that's a really good point for us to sort of bring this to an end today. Just as a sort of summary, so when we started this discussion, it was a case of looking at what the sort of lowest hanging fruits were for you. You've got this team of four to five people. Most people are generally got full-time jobs elsewhere and they're adding to the company alongside this. You said that you're spending sort of a third of the time looking at the growth of the company. Your other time is with your other clients and also the people that you are, the content, sorry, that you're putting into this. And you said, you know, we're around 100 users at the moment. We're looking to get to that thousand users. The options you'd got were more sort of product focused. So whether that was member feedback and acting on that or introducing an invite a friend mechanism. You then said that corporate sales were another option and you were looking at that and how you get into that and the pros of potentially getting income there. But also you've not done the sort of B2B cold outreach before. And then also you've got this community that is growing and you feel that it's more of a long-term thing of building that up and potentially bringing somebody in to support with that because it is quite time intensive. And as we've sort of gone on there, it sounds like the corporate side is of interest to you. And it's a case of actually just researching with that, getting some discussions going. You've already got a contact who you can speak to who's the CEO of a relatively large company and you can speak to them about a pilot scheme you've got your conversation going with an outsourced hr person and you're just looking at that messaging what you're offering them what you're saying to them and seeing how it goes from there yeah that's 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 a real good summary that's exactly that's exactly it excellent well it's been really good talking to you today connor where can people find you online if they want to learn more thank you thank you for having me on it's been i've enjoyed this it's been a nice little change of pace for a different sort of podcast where can people find me? Personally, you can find me at Connor McManus Coach on Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. Come and find me. Ask me questions, any health and fitness stuff, by all means, don't hesitate to reach out. Our Instagram handle is at collective.fitness.official for the business. But if you want to join the community that I've mentioned a hundred times today in this podcast, Facebook groups and search for Collective Fitness Community big blue branding you should see and that's the one and hit join and i'll be sure to accept you excellent well thanks for joining me on the show goodbye thank you very much buddy there you have it thanks for listening you'll find me at talkstefan.com or at talkstefan on twitter drop me a message if you're interested in either being a guest on the podcast or working together take care for now